And welcome, everybody. Good morning. It's 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, and this must be time for Jupiter Rising. Don't you think so, Doug? I think it's a marvelous time. <laughs> it's been a great day. It was a quick trip up here. It was really quick today. Yeah, I didn't have to run any weird traffic. That's right. But thank goodness it's on Saturdays. This we did it on the weekend. Be, weekdays would be crazy. So, yeah, be crazy. So, anyway, on today's show... We have a very special guest. Her name is Jane Fitzpatrick. She has been in process of writing a screenplay about Sacagawea. And for those of you who don't know who she is, she was a, um, an Indian woman who basically made the trip with uh, Lewis and Clark to, on their first journey. And um, she was a very significant woman and very powerful woman, too. And, and she's writing a screenplay about her, I think, after the, before... Or just after, I forget, you're going to have to tell I, me, Jane. <laughs> I've, you know, when you're, hello, it's, Jane. Hello. <laughs> just bring her in right now. Anyway, um, I was wondering the time, uh, when your your screenplay starts and when it ends. It's, it starts uh, when she was taken uh, okay. from her people, okay. uh, the Hadatsa warriors um, at the Three Forks of the Missouri okay. River in um in about 1800. Okay, great. And then uh, it goes through till she got to the Pacific Ocean Okay, with Lewis and Clark okay, in great. 1806. Okay, good. I so. heard she got around, <laughs> <laughs> going all the going way from one, con- one po- middle of the country out to the yeah, ocean. Yeah, she did go mm-hmm. a long way. She did. A lot more longer than most people would around that time. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is going to be fun today because we have a lot of stuff we want to talk to her about been in a process for her her and it should probably get some inspiration to all those people out there who are thinking about doing something similar to what Jane has done to just hang in there and keep going with it because she's gone down so many different avenues with this but anyway we're going to talk about that shortly so anyway on our astro celebrity of the week we have Miss Diane Carroll of those of you know she passed away last week and I was going to do it last week, but we had other plans, so we decided to do it this week. And there's a lot of interesting things in her chart to talk about, too. And so and after all that, I think that's about it. And we have our usual stuff, our blurbs and stuff like that. But this is going to be a fun day, everybody. So hang in there with us and listen to the whole show, okay? Okay. So we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll have the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now it's time for Astro Celebrity of the Week. So today we're doing this Diane Carroll. And it seemed like we had a number of people pass away last week. Mm -hmm. First it was uh, Jesse Norman and then Diane Carroll and then Rip Taylor. 
<laughs> interesting trio. But yeah, yeah but anyway, um, Diane Carroll's birth information, in case you're all curious, is July 17th, 1935, <clears throat> 9.35 p.m. in New York, New York. So let's start on this thing. I, I mean, the first thing that really gets your co- attention is the Sun-Pluto conjunction. That's true. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she had to have had... She was a force of nature, for lack of a better way of saying it. And she had enormous charisma, and she had extreme beauty. I mean, she was so beautiful and so classy, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, all those things. But the thing that's really interesting to me is that she has her son in the sixth house in Cancer next to Pluto, 24 degrees and 25 degrees, respectively. And then she has Aquarius rising with Aquarius moon. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the interesting that happened right around the time of her birth was the thing called the Uranus return. Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius. And it's sometimes, I don't know, it, that happens at the age of 84. Now, the chances are that if you reach 84, there may be an opportunity to jump out of this world, you know, and go somewhere else. But, you know, it just depends on the individual and what they're Oh, she did. Huh? She jumped out. Yes, she did. Yeah. Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> if you could say yeah. that. Well, I mean, her, her Uranus return was exact within 13 minutes. That's pretty darn exact. Yeah, that's pretty close. Very, very close. But, she did, you know, mm-hmm. she did have Pluto had crossed into that sixth house. Yes. So it was pushing that sun right. Pluto big time. And then Pluto was also going over her north node yes. in the 12th. So um, that could be something that uh, doesn't necessarily mean all the time that when Pluto goes over your north node, that means you're you're not destined to be here anymore. It just means some intense work is coming up. The to, opposition just boom. Yeah, right. To the north node. Right. So just open the door and kick them out. That. You know, but the um, the Uranus part of it is pretty interesting to me because. It's basically a, you know, it to me, when you have a major transit like this, you have a choice. You're at the, you're at the Y in the road and you have to make, a, you know, you have to either go low or go high. If you go low, then that's probably not the best thing for you. But if you go higher, you may have more um, intense work that you go through and you reach a different level of consciousness, which can be fantastic. And then you just descend. And then you just <laughs> go away. yeah yeah one or the other yeah one or the other so um i just found um it almost seems like i always like to check somebody when they passed what the what was going on in the planets in the sky when they did pass so i do like the fact that her uranus is actually her ruling planet of the midheaven yeah and she started out on television yes she did yeah so that makes a lot of sense yes she did yeah you know, and so, and Jupiter was up under midheaven too, somewhat, a little bit over, but, um, but she had, you know, it rules her, uh, her uh, ascendant. So it was basically what we call the chart ruler, you know, the planetary ruler of the whole, whole chart is the uh, ruler of the ascendant, planetary ruler mm-hmm. of the ascendant. That's what I keep hearing, you know, that's, but I'm not sure about that. I'm always, I'm always questioning when people make hard and fast rules in astrology, I go, yeah, and whose army? You know, yeah, who made right. this rule up? You I know? did. Oh. 
Um, but I do like the fact that she had Venus Neptune conjunct there too. Yes, because she, she did. did have a voice. <gasps> oh, she I did. Mean, she didn't could she? sing. She could. She was kind of a Renaissance woman. She could do a lot of things well. Well, Saturn is opposite of that as well. Yes. In Pisces, which yep. makes it very interesting. Right. Especially right. with it sitting right in her first house like that. Yeah. And the fact that she's a Cancer and has Moon on the Ascendant, right on the Ascendant. Yep. You know, it, it was, it's an actually a good place for, for that because she wouldn't have hit her feelings if she had them. You know, Moon and Aquarius is kind of mm, not sure about that. But, you know, she would if she had been interviewed, and I don't remember seeing any interviews with her, but they would have had to have been heartfelt, you know, of her, what she's feeling. I that. think that that's why she was such a good actress, because yeah. you every word she said, you felt it, you right. knew it. Or when she sang, it would give you chills. I know. Remember Julia? That was such a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was the mother of that little guy, and everybody thought that it was the sweetest show they'd ever seen. You know, and right she, next to Little House on the Prairie. Was it right next to that? No, it wasn't. Can I come over there and slap you? <laughs> come on, Laura Ingalls was right there. Yeah. Well, they were not on at the same time, were they? Back no, to back? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. I just meant the sweetest show. Oh, right. Okay. I got it. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not tracking you too well today. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, the house and the home and the, and that kind of thing. So she would have brought that particular energy into whatever she did. And Aquarius, of course, is is TV and it's, you know, it's stuff like that too. So it's yeah. pretty good. So what else? Nice is, chart. It's a really nice chart, and, you know, she was blessed to have it. I mean, there's not that much going on confrontationally, but that sun Pluto I'd want to know about. And if she was still around, I'd want to ask her about Having that. a midheaven in Sag is pretty good, too, because yep. she definitely came across as incredibly yep, her sweet. Jupiter, the ruler's in the ninth, too, so that helps, too. Mm-hmm. So, yep, very, very good chart. So, um, yeah, and we, we also have another chart here looking at the planetary action going on at the t- time of her death. She did have Pluto was just just about going over the North Node, so that would have been interesting. And um, and of course the Uranus thing was really wild. Just I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. So anyway, yeah. anytime you hear somebody's passing away, passing away at eighty four, go where's Uranus in her chart? You yep. know, because that's the whole cycle of Uranus is eighty four years around the sun. So there you go. Okay, so magic, that's magic. Okay, so. We are going to take another break here really quick here. And when we get back, we're going to bring on Ms. Jane Fitzpatrick. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Angela Probst. She's an aromatherapist. At this point, you've probably heard enough about essential oils. Are you confused? You're overwhelmed? Not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And now she has CBD oil, and it's everywhere these days. But if you're looking for a good CBD choice that is transparent about its source or how it is processed and what you do for you, or what you, if you also want more information and you want to talk to Angela too, you can give her a call today at 
or you can visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. I am Eileen Grimes, astrologer with my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> As always. As always. Thank you so much. And now I'm going to introduce our guest, Ms. Jane Fitzpatrick, who is the author of Sacagawea. What's it? The oh. Windcatcher. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the Windcatcher. It keeps going through title changes, so I'm just not... Two. It just two. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, she has been working on this project for a lot of years, but I kind of want to go back to talk about where this thing, where literally I think Sacagawea came up and smacked you upside the head and said, hey, <laughs> I'm here, do something with me, you know, type of thing. And she, and evidently, I mean, from what we're hearing, she had, she was a son in Aries, so that would be the way she would have done it. So anyway, so how did you get started or how did you, how did she find you? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. She basically found me, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I, at first, I, I didn't really realize it until I looked back later um, at all the different things that crossed my path that really led me to this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the time I was born along the, the Columbia River in Richland, right. Washington, um, all the way to where I sat on a, a rock at Three Forks on the Missouri River mm-hmm. and heard her say to me, I want you to write her story. So it was, all of that required a a change of my own self, uh, really an enlightenment Mm -hmm. um, that in order for me to come to a place where I, first of all, knew what I needed to do, Mm -hmm. and secondly, was able to see the incredible effort that really I felt the universe was going to, to get our attention in our time. And there was, there's really a reason for it in our time. It's mm-hmm. not an accident. Um, however, I feel that she has been trying to get our attention for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, in in eighteen oh five, it was when she was when when she was with the Lewis and Clark expedition, and and that began in eighteen oh three. In nineteen oh five, the suffragettes somehow, for some reason. Uh, brought her to be their sort of an icon for mm-hmm. them. Um, and then in 2005, um, I was writing this story. Wow. And so I I can't explain that. It gives me goosebumps when I think about it. Yeah. But I really feel she's made a, a, a great effort to t- get our attention. And the reason is because now with the women having a voice, mm-hmm. women uh, h- stepping out and actually telling their stories, yes, and um, and also with all of the the lost, stolen, indigenous, murdered indigenous women, the, mm-hmm. even today, mm-hmm. I feel that it was it's her purpose to <coughs> bring awareness yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Warrior Woman Spirit campaign. It's at www.warriorwomanspirit.com, mm-hmm. and we want women to share their stories with us. There's a way on the contact page to connect with us, because I feel that this is part of Sacagawea's purpose. Oh, yes. I, you know, it, if, if, again, she was born on April, was it 5th or 6th? 
April 6th. But we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. But what you're saying, all the things you're saying about her becoming a warrior, being a warrior woman, that's all what Aries is is in essence, Mm -hmm. is about being a warrior, you know. And, um, I mean, there was no no accidents there at all. But um, (laughs) the thing, poor Doug. (laughs) I think her spirit just came in here. (laughs) (laughs) You're having trouble with your nose. No, 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 no. No, That only happens when spirits arrive. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I was just going to say that when you had, uh, when you were born and where you ended up, it seems like um, those, all those early years before you found her, you were being set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're being prepared for the work you were about to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's very, if we listen, you know, to our inner guidance system and we pay attention to it, we'll usually follow it. If we don't, then we're going to wonder why our life is kind of not working that well. Well, and there's so many things, even with my parents, and they named right. me Janie, the, which is a name that Clark gave her. And you wouldn't even think that that was a anything. Yeah. But when you look back later and see all the synergies that mm-hmm. crossed my path, Mm-hmm. Um, along the way t- to get my attention, at, to awaken me to the story that I needed to tell. Yeah. Um, and then just the constant, even even now, I mean, every single day I see wonders like heart shapes of clouds in the sky and, mm-hmm. you know, eagles crossing over. Right. And some people would say, oh, well, that's, you know, no big deal. But it is when you put it all together, you realize right. there is right. A purpose in our life. Yeah, when you have a context of of how you live your life and everything is kind of generated out of that context Mm -hmm. and then all this stuff starts to show up. You know, they do say that uh, the definition of a coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous, Mm -hmm. which I've always liked. Mm -hmm. But that's really true. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I remember writing my Titanic book. Everything was just set up in advance for me to just go sailing right through it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, you know, there was difficulty at times, but there was always stuff that I was looking for that would show up or, you know, it's seemingly by accident, which it wasn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. the same thing for you, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then you find all the mir- little miracles in your life that yeah. way. And then because of that, I know that the timing of bringing this movie to um, our world to making it happen uh, for everyone to be able to go see this story um, is just going to happen in the right, right time. Right. And I just have to keep walking toward it. I have to keep protecting the story, yes. make sure that it's told accurately, authentically. Right. And, you know, the people that we have on our team, uh, incredible people um, that, uh, you know, are have been so faithful mm-hmm. to this Long journey so far. Right. But I mean, you would think that if this literally, if you would call this a channeled work, mm-hmm. something that you channeled from her, then it would be very sacred mm-hmm. because of those are her words, you know, and her experiences that's right. and that's her life. Yeah. You know, and anybody who would try to take it and try to capitalize on it, mm-hmm. bad people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's her word. That's her word in gold. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> so I thought those Indians did everything with silver. <laughs> what? You said it was in gold. It was gold. Oh, it's in silver. Oh, well. 
Okay, yeah, okay. But okay. it's just a figure of speech, Doug. Oh, okay. I oh. just want to make sure I'm on the same track. Yes, yeah, you're on the same track. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, if you look at every word a part of your screenplay as every word is comes from her mind into your mind. Mm-hmm. You know. And that was uh, the hardest thing for me when I was writing it mm-hmm. was I literally laid my head down on the desk cuz I was just in tears mm-hmm. and I realized it it was like in my ear she said you have to get out of the way. Yeah. You have to get out of the way right. because you are from a different world from mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and I need to be able to bring this right. through you. Right. And it was after I did that everything changed. Right. For me. Yeah. And I you know I know you well enough. I know your chart. I know how sensitive you are and that anything that would come along some sort of painful incident in her life, mm-hmm. you would have experienced it firsthand, mm-hmm. you know, would have stepped into her shoes and would have relived it with her. She had on moccasins. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or bare feet. Thank God we have the, the comic relief here. <laughs> anyway. Just wanted you to know. Well, thank you very much. I read the book. Okay, good. <laughs> so... I mean, we're we're talking about um, the the words are sacred, mm-hmm. and every word that is on the page is sacred and is from her mouth, and um, in and so many people admire her and they mm-hmm. they have uh, and she looks good on a coin. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, she does. Oh, that's right. She She's, is on the dollar, yes. isn't she? She's only one of two Indians that have ever put on an American coin. Wow. That's right. She's on the dollar, isn't she? Dollar mm-hmm. coin. Yeah, that's right. And the other one is who? Iron Tail. Iron Tail? Chief Iron Tail. Oh, okay. On the nickel. On the nickel. Oh, oh. And he is Sue. Okay. I was going to say the buffalo. Well, th- they traveled some in the same countryside, which is rather interesting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. All right. Cool. Because she got pulled back there into Montana big time. Yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the <coughs> what was the three rivers where she got ca- captured at? It was the Jefferson, the Madison, and the Gallatin that formed the headwaters of the, the Missouri. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's yeah. where she was in Three Forks, Montana. Okay, yeah. She was captured by whom? Hadatsa. Okay. Indian warriors. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. When she was like twelve years old. Twelve mm-hmm. years old. In about eighteen hundred. Okay. And when, how old was she when she connected up with the Frenchman? Between sure between the time she was twelve and sixteen, she was pregnant at sixteen. So we don't know exactly, but probably when she was fourteen or fifteen. And she was pregnant by Charbonneau. Yeah. Okay, and that was the Frenchman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, right. I'd like to go a little bit more through this plot. I mean, that you. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of curious how that went. So um, when you first start talking about her and in, in the play, um, and where, where is she in the play? In the very beginning, uh, well, as we come into the movie, mm-hmm. we're from an eagle's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And the, the eagle falls down through the clouds. And what we see down there, just dwarfed by the mountains, and mm-hmm. there is a small teepee. Mm-hmm. And this is her womanhood, her her moon time ceremony. Mm-hmm. W- 
for three days, the girls go away from the tribe. Right. And they are praying, making gifts for their family. Mm-hmm. And um, they're alone. And this is where we come into this um, story. So mm-hmm. she's 12 years old. And that's the beginning. That's the beginning. And, and when they go, they go away f- to, for three days from their mm-hmm. families to be alone with them. I would imagine that it, hate to say that it coincides with their menstrual period. Yes. Yeah, I would think. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. And what happens in that scene when she's at the... It was the time of her month. I know. <laughs> but, well, you know, there's something else had to happen. She's praying. She's making a breastplate for her betrothed. She has a betrothed. Mm-hmm. Um, that her... It's already been given to her right. from the time they were born. And she is admiring her work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mainly about <clears throat> gratitude and thankfulness for being a woman mm-hmm. and for wanting to, the way that what she saw at that point was that she was going to be a good woman of her mm-hmm. tribe, mm-hmm. but her life didn't turn out that no, way. No, it didn't. Was, did this coincide with the abduction? Well, after she gets from this scene, she goes back to her village mm-hmm. Um, they have the the womanhood ceremony with all the women and the grandmother, mm-hmm. and she gets a g- special gift from her mother, which is a mother of pearl belt. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, that's the last time she's going to see her mother. Oh. And uh, she goes down by the the river, mm-hmm. washes off the paint from her face and her hair, mm-hmm. and that's when she's taken. Big wow. attack. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's talk about life changing moment, duh. But geez, what a, what a shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when they met up with um, her and the Frenchman, he was basically the fur trader that knew supposedly the terrain coming out to the ocean. No. She no. knew it more than she. Well, she didn't know. They she had never been over the the Mountains. divide. Yeah. yeah. And um, so she didn't know after that. She was hoping to stay with her people. Mm-hmm. She saw a way home mm-hmm. from when she saw that, that her husband could be an interpreter and she could be an interpreter. She saw a way to get back home. But when she got home, it, and I won't tell you all the pain she went through, but mm-hmm. she w- for one reason or another, she had to keep going mm. to the Great Water. And she did not know, but she, the, what she helped them with was to find the Shoshone people because they had to have horses to cross the mountains. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that. When they started out, they started. They were pushing the canoes up the river, mm-hmm. against the river, because they thought there was a big lake at the top of the mountains and they would have to just you know, paddle across and go down the great river to the ocean. But that's not how it was, and the and the and the Hadatsa Indians, the Mandan Indians, told them that they would need horses, and that's how she got to go. Interesting, because she's Shoshone, and they have horses. Interesting. Okay, we need to take a really quick break here. This is an interesting story. I I have to say, fascinating. It is fascinating. Okay, and we're going to be right back here (coughs) with Jane Fitzpatrick, and this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. Alternative Talk Radio. (laughs) 
And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt is a storyteller. His choice of subjects have to do with those that are considered just a little bit different. You know the ones, the ones that are usually outcast or misplaced as a result of being overlooked and misunderstood. Their moment arrives when they are called upon to reveal their real character through some selfless act, thus ending up being acknowledged, then contributing to society. When all is said and done, he wants his readers to be uplifted by the deeper message. He will write stories for the rest of his life with the hopes that he can bring and create happiness, bring encouragement, and ultimately inspire others. And another one of his books is Elmo, and it is available on Amazon.com. So you can go to Matt Shea Books, M-A-T-T-S-H-E-A Books.com to find some free stuff to read and download. And it's a great way to sample Matt and his writing. For more information on Matt and his books, contact Matt Shea at mattsheabooks.com or email him at workinmat7, W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. And now this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom and Medicare coverage, which is coming right up here, folks, this Tuesday. Medicare coverage is a very important, confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare does not cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help you get the best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she can save you money. So open enrollment starts this Tuesday, October 15th, which means you can make changes to your various aspects of your coverage, and it goes on until September 7th. So to schedule an appointment with her or RSVP for one of her workshops, which will be coming up this fall, call Susan at 253-318-9379 or email her at sbergstrom.com at AmericanSeniorBenefits.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I need to make a correction. Evidently, the open enrollment period starts this Tuesday, October 15th, and goes to December 7th this year. Two months. Okay, and that's the time period you get to do that. Okay, Back to Jane. Sorry about that. <laughs> I have to correct my boo-boos. Anyway, so um, let's get back to, to Sacco Joya. Um, so the we were pro- at the point where they were getting the horses. Right, mm-hmm. right, getting the horses. And she was abducted just as she'd gone through this final thing with her, her, her friends and her family. She's walking back down to the stream, and she's abducted then. So um, her... How many years was she actually involved with this other tribe? Did she ever get to go home again? Yes. That's my question. Yes, because um, Lewis and Clark had to get horses, and her Shoshone people had horses. Okay. And so she was basically went with them because she knew Shoshone. 
Okay. And she also knew Hadatsa. Okay. And her husband knew Hadatsa mm-hmm. and French, and then the French in- interpreter knew French and English. And that's how they communicated. Okay. Um, they also had the sign language of the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. So she did get to see her people, uh-huh. um, and she wanted, like I said, wanted to stay there, but she wasn't able to. Okay. So, um, didn't they reject her? They didn't. They didn't reject her. Um, it was more about the fact that she had a child with a white a, guy, a white man, but it and that you know she had to stay, and she her betrothed was the one that you know he had already had other wives and okay. You know. So uh, how did she meet her husband, Charbonneau? He was a French Canadian trapper mm-hmm. at. Uh, Hadatsa Village, okay. Menandan Hadatsa Village along the Missouri River. And he was established there. He had a, wom- a wife already, Otter Woman. And she was also Shoshone, but she had been taken when she was a baby. Okay. So she didn't know how to get her people. Okay. And, um, and so uh, he traded. Charbonneau traded. There were... There's either he traded for a gun or he got one or in a car in a game gambling. Oh. But I used that he traded for a gun because I felt that that was more um, um, fitting for our time. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, sure. for what we were doing. And so, um, but that that's how he got her. Yeah. And she was only 16 years old. Wow. I used to have this feeling. Well, she was younger than that. She got, By the time she got pregnant, she was okay. 16. Yeah. I have this feeling, and I, just by what little I've read about him, he was a very powerful man. He was, they called him a scoundrel in the journals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was older. Mm-hmm. He was in his 50s. Okay. And actually, Clark had to protect her from him. Oh. On okay. this journey. Powerful in a different way, I think. I was mm-hmm. thinking just powerful in general, you know. Yeah, he oh. was mean to her. He was. So he obviously abused her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I say she was stolen. Mm-hmm. She was kidnapped, abused, mm-hmm. and, you know, that that's her life. Yeah. That was her life. And yet, she rose above it. Yeah. She did. Yeah. It's more than most people back then could say that they could have done, I think. Yeah. Who has their picture on a coin? Well, and there was a there was a um, a parallel character. I couldn't help it. I just had to say it. It was too funny. I know. You are our comic relief, Doug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a, a parallel character. There is a char- a parallel character in the story, which mm-hmm. is York, who was a slave, black slave, mm-hmm. um, Captain Clark's slave. They had been. It was since he was boy. They mm-hmm. were boys together. And he went on this expedition uh, as Captain Clark's, uh, I don't know, attendant. And mm-hmm. he was basically free on oh. the expedition. Okay. He carried a gun and he was respected. And he and Sacagawea both were called to vote in a very important um, uh, decision on where to winter. In, oh. in the winter of 1805 to 1806, and they included, Clark included 
York and Sacagawea in that vote. Wow. That was the first woman to vote in a, in, in a government decision. And where did they winter? They wintered in Fort Clatsop in Oregon. Oh, I've been by there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They built the fort there. But it was station camp along the Columbia River on the Washington side where they had the boat. Okay. Right. Now, S- Lewis and Clark seem like pretty pretty good guys to mm-hmm. me. And they were very, They did they treat her very respectfully? Yes. That's yes, they did. They protected her. Uh, awesome. Now, Lewis, uh, Lewis was more melancholy, okay, okay, uh, uh, very kind of moody, and yeah. he he would get depressed and down. He'd go off, um, you know, from the group. Uh, but Clark was more like a father, okay, image, right, to her. And I loved the when I was writing it. I didn't know what to write about that relationship, but mm-hmm. what evolved or what came out was they're a very beautiful relationship between Clark and Sacagawea. Okay. And he truly respects her. That One of the parts that I just love was when she wore red paint across her forehead and no one knew what that meant. Yeah. But in one of the scenes, she had just been sick and she was reapplying this uh, after she felt better by the river, and and Clark was protecting her. This is in the movie. And she goes up to him, and sh- he says, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And she says, it says we come in peace. Mm-hmm. So sh- they didn't have any problems with the other tribes along the way, mm-hmm. and it was because she wore the paint that said oh. we come in peace. Oh, wow. And... He was so taken by that and mm-hmm. so moved by that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that she would think to do that. Right. Interesting because... Smart woman. Very smart. I would think a red slash, you know, could mean, because red is kind of the color of war. They didn't put it on the coin, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a lot Get of those coin coins. Get off this coin thing, would you? <laughs> I, I like those coins. I know. Well, I've I, seen them. I think that they would have been killed if she hadn't. First okay. of all, she had a baby, a child with her, so the other tribes are saying if they were warring, they wouldn't have a woman. Would have a baby with a child. Yeah. yeah. And then just the fact that she wore this Shoshone paint mm-hmm. that had that message. Wow. So That's fabulous. Yeah, I'm just really impressed with Lewis and Clark and their their maturity, mm-hmm. you know, and that they had the wisdom to realize what they had with him. Mm-hmm. This woman, this actually probably thought of her as a divine inspired woman, you know, sort of a holy woman. That's the way I would describe her, you know, and they respected her, obviously. And yet, and they saw her, uh, one of the very tender moments was when she was at the Shoshone and they invited her into the big teepee and uh, she saw the chief and she at first didn't but the way that I wrote it she stood up and she looked at him and she realizes this was her uncle oh now he she runs over and falls down in front of him and he they they make now I say the uncle. In the journals, it, they said that it was her brother. Okay. And I always thought it was her brother, mm-hmm. too. But when I went to visit her people in 
uh, Idaho, mm-hmm. they told me that they asked me to make to to correct history because mm-hmm. they said Kamiya uh, Way was her uncle, mm-hmm. and the reason why that was significant was because the uncles and the aunts were the disciplinarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother and the fathers were just loved their children. Mm-hmm. The the uncles and aunts right. disciplined, and so in the story, when she got back to her people and was could not stay, it was much more significant that an uncle mm-hmm. would tell her that, right? Not a brother. Well, the relationship was completely different, right? And it just changed everything for the story for me when I went there, and he t- he entrusted me with that. Leo Airwhite is our liaison with the Shoshone, mm-hmm. and he entrusted me with that information. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a little flack from the Lewis and Clark group, well, good but for but them. I but I it's just through her eyes. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is her story through her eyes, not through theirs, no. not through yeah. the Lewis and Clark's right. eyes. Right. I mean, we have that. Yeah. We have a bunch of stuff written through their eyes. Yeah. But this is that's why it's so different. Now, when they came back, did they take her all the way back out to Washington? They t- she she went with them to the Pacific Ocean, and back to North Dakota, at wow. to the man to the for, to the to Fort Mandan and to the Hadatsa people, and she stayed. She and her husband stayed there, and then they eventually ended up uh, spending a few years in St. Louis because they got three hundred acres from the government for you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they but she did go back. She made the whole trip wow. from North Dakota to the Pacific and back. That's a long way. And the baby right on her back. Wow. Especially right if you're walking it. And her baby was her baby was born February eleventh, eighteen oh five. And she left in April. They left in April for the Oh my trip. goodness. If that's true, if she was actually born then, what she inherited from her her mother was independence and freedom because that's what an aquarius what are you talking about about? she had to carry the child well no, that was not freedom she was tied down well but and she was nursing yes i know and he was he yeah i mean but that's what he would have inherited from from Sacagawea is the need for independence and freedom. Okay. Because she was an, he was an Aquarius. I thought you were talking about her. Yeah. So the reflection of her in him would have been that part of her, you see. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just so significant to me. Even it's just taking the birth story. It's a very interesting very story. Very interesting story. Okay. We have to take another really quick break, and we will be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for our brand new sponsor, Mr. Tony White. There's no greater gift we can give ourselves or others than self-understanding. If we know ourselves better, then we can definitely make better life decisions for ourselves. So how great is it to know that as we enter the coming holiday seasons, the perfect gift is out there waiting for us. The professional astrologer and award-winning animator, Tony White, is now offering a unique personalized astrological star you video that is totally about the special astrological you. Based on the date, time, and place of your birth, no two videos ever will be the same. That way, 
uh, that way it's entirely about <coughs> you and no one else as that special person that you're buying for. And for parents who want to know their children a little better, that is from the inside out, you could probably get one of Tony's beautifully illustrated Star Child Report packages. Nowhere else are these unique and personal gifts available. So now's the time to purchase yours, especially if they're available for an attractive introductory price. Check out Tony's Star Tunes website today at www.startoons.com. That's spelled www.startoons.com. Star Tunes, know yourself, know your life, and know your world. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Welcome back to Doug and Jane. This has been a fascinating hour so far. It's been very interesting. Yes, it is. So um, where are you now with this? She's sitting right here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that you can't see her. I can. I can. I can see her fine. I'm wondering where uh, you are now with the the screenplay. Where is it in the process of production? We have we're in development mm-hmm. with the movie, mm-hmm. and um, at this point, we're uh, trying to s- complete our development funding budget. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, though, this last year we have we have a wonderful um, business plan. And we put together a teaser reel, which is a, another whole story of how mm-hmm. that came to be incredible. Um, which what is, was that? Uh, what was that called? Teaser reel. Oh, teaser it's, reel. It's like, oh, yes. It's not yes, a trailer. Yeah. It's just a, a promotional teaser. Okay. Um, which we have, and it's going public here very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had just been giving it to potential investors, but mm-hmm. we're going to have it out there public soon. Okay. Um, so, and, because w- we have you on the show, we get to see it. <laughs> yeah, you, you would let it. us see it. You'd yeah. send it to us privately. Yeah. Is it is it sure. up on YouTube right now? It's on YouTube privately, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can. Block I can them. send you the the, okay. the the link. So if you could send me and and Doug, Doug will give you his uh, email address afterwards, yeah. so you can actually take a look at it. I think I've seen some of it. So yeah, it, yeah. it's really it's really awesome. Um, but that was a huge step for us this year. And I feel like we've come so far this year. Yeah. And the timing, um, I feel like it needs to be right for this movie. And so I have to leave that up to the universe, really, to to place it in the right moment. Because uh, Sacagawea's message to us through this project, this movie, is about oneness and love, respecting the earth, and coming together as pe- as people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It has to be the right timing where people are open and ready to hear that. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready. Yes, they're they getting have, ready. They are, and they so have been ready. I yeah. just have to, I just have to walk every day mm-hmm. toward it, open doors, uh, you know, go through those doors. Mm-hmm. Um, we're connecting to some major investors, which is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, soon. And so it's all coming together. Oh, that's good. That's great. Finally. <laughs> I know. It's been a rough time for you. Because yeah. I know you've been up and down and up and down with us for about... 10 years as long as I've known you it's it's a lot of uh part of it is just getting to know people and the right people Mm -hmm. the right people the right money um where they see the vision of it so that it's not uh it's not publicized not Mm -hmm. not materialized where it's you know about money about it's not about that at all 
How did you meet the gal that's playing Sacagawea? Oh uh, well, that's kind of we don't we don't we're not giving her name out. I didn't say yeah. it. <laughs> we aren't talking about that. <laughs> and we've been talking to someone's an incredible woman mm-hmm. to play this part. Um, you guys are just gonna love her, and I, I can't wait for all that to come mm-hmm. out. You've been yeah. looking for her for a long time, yeah. haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It has to be somebody extremely special, and she's Shoshone. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. That's going to come from the inner, most deepest part of herself mm-hmm. when she does the role. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just thinking about everything that's happened in the last several years and what's evolved out mm-hmm. there. And we know it astrologically, but w- what it, you know, like the Me Too movement coming yes. out of that. It's all part of it. It's yeah. all a part mm-hmm. of becoming more. Uh, so your script is all written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it's all written. Complete. Yep. Yeah, I have a copy of it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'd love you. to read. I'll it. send you a copy. I would love to read. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great, great. You know, great I don't script. have a television. I read. Oh, yeah. that all oh, that's you. Well, he's a Gemini. That. What do you expect? So. <laughs> it just uh, a couple years ago, I took the spec script, which is the the original script I wrote. Which I don't know if you got the production script, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned it into a production script so that we could do the budget and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's very tight now, and it's easy to read. It's only 116 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not it's not long, and yet it interprets into at least a two-and-a-half-hour two oh, movie. Sure. But yeah. you've yeah. got a lot of scenery going mm-hmm. on. That oh, you yeah, there's a lot of plot going on. And there's, because it's so linear, there's a lot of, there's montages that take us to things and they're exciting and you know so i could see that i i I look forward to seeing this thing i really do yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's gonna be i think it could change people's lives at least people's like like let's just send them a copy of that movie everybody in washington dc to see it yeah (laughs) that sounds good yeah because you know help anyway i'm not going there but uh (laughs) (laughs) but we do need to you know um I think we need to somehow soften up a bit, mm-hmm. but also gain strength, too, from that softness. Well, I've been feeling for a long time that this story is a spearhead for <coughs> something. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a story that's based truly for the Aquarian age. Yes, it is. It is. Because yeah. she was all, if you know, bring in the peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was her symbol. Well, and then think about it. Uh, her shoot is 200 years, over 200 years, and no one's done a feature film about her life. No. And Amazing. The, and the reason is because her life is not an obvious story like, uh, you know, like some of the historical stories are. Right. We have a lot of history. She doesn't have that. Yeah. We just heard about her. We know she did this. But what about her? Yeah. And it's spiritual. It is. It's, it's spiritual. It, and it's that, deep. That's the part yeah. that we had to grab and go after. Yeah. So it, It's very deep. The bird it, woman. You know, you're talking about, it could be a deep psychological drama. I mean, if it's through her eyes, it's going to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that, that will, watching Let's, that film will likely bring up a lot of stuff for a lot of people who see it. And and I'm writing it into a novel, too. I should have it Th- done that's right. in a few months. Well, next year. Okay. For sure. And uh, so that'll be that's out great. There too. I mean, that's really great that you're doing that because that's sort of like you have this much, you know, like a little teeny piece of it in the in the um, the screenplay, but then you fill out the rest of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you fill out. You it know, does. It helps it you. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. That's fabulous. Okay. So, Janie, how do we get a hold of you in case people want to talk to you about your book? Um, my well, Your book and your screenplay. In, info at SacagaweaTheMovie.com mm-hmm. is the email. Um, also, uh, we have the WarriorWomanSpirit.com. Mm-hmm. And um, then we also have a, a store where we sell the things that we've we've written, like uh, The Grass Maiden, Sacagawea, it's a children's book I wrote. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's spiritwincollection.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's a lot, folks, but... Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, in case you're wondering, if you want to find out more and you miss this part of it, you can go back and listen to our archives, which will be up today after the show, approximately. You can listen to it again and listen to this interview, which is really terrific. Okay, thank you, Jenny, for being here. It's oh, thank really you. an awesome guest and an awesome subject. Thank you so much. Oh, I really welcome. appreciate it. You are so welcome. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now we have to get to our little um, upcoming events. We have the After Dark Readings at Burr's with me at uh, 6151 Stillicum Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington. That's Burr's Restaurant. And that's um, 6.30 to 8.30 every Wednesday evening, $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. Come get a reading, and you also can get a free book from Matt Shea. Matt Shea is really a terrific writer. So, um, and then we also have... It's funny because Wanda told me you never, ever announce this, so I'm finally doing this. I do the horoscope column on KKNW's website every week. It comes up Monday by about noon, I think it's posted. And you can go see it at 1150kknw.com. And it's been an interesting uh, thing writing these things for the last two years. They seem to be getting more out there, which is cool, actually. So I'm glad it's you and not me. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, well, it's it it stretches my writing muscles every week. You know, it's good. It keeps me going. So anyway, um, and then the last thing we have, which is today, by the way, people, if you if you're wanting to go over to Idaho, just jump in your car right now and zoom over there. This is the Inland Northwest Metaphysical and Wellness Expo, sponsored by Emerald <coughs> Spiral Events. It's October 12th today and tomorrow at the Gray House Park and Event Center. 5100 West Riverbend Avenue, Post Falls, Idaho. That's somewhere near Coeur d'Alene. That's what I've heard. And it's $5 entry fee to get in. There's lots of things with alternative medicine, new age wisdom, a lot of demonstrations, and guest speakers like Donna Sebo, our friend Donna, is over there this weekend is going to be speaking. So that will be kind of interesting. So, Doug, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is either text or call. 206 206- Seven six nine four nine two four. Okay, and can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow.com too. And so next week we have coming up Mr. John O'Dowd, fantastic author of the books on Barbara Payton. He's going to be on with us, and the following week will be Kim Rogers. Whew, what a show today. It was very enjoyable. I hope you all enjoyed it too out there. And until next week at this time at 11 o'clock in the morning, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.